Hey, I'm Rich Thomas. Welcome to the newest episode of PS The Podcast. On this episode, I talk with Tracy Carnazzo. She's the host of the Teen Mom Trash Talk Podcast. She's also a stand-up comedian, a good friend of mine, and uh, she's just full of stories and good tales. In this episode, she tells me a couple of her young, wild stories when she would be 15, breaking into bars and picking up older guys, and a couple other funny tales that she has along the way. I hope you guys enjoy it, and make sure you follow Teen Mom Trash Talk, the podcast. Reg Thomas is not a role model. He is a comedian. Some of the things he says may cause a person to get hurt, expelled, arrested, possibly deported. To put it another way, if you're offended by this, don't blame end stars. Time for a smoke session. Over the weekend, Benzino got put on blast for uh, by a trans woman. Apparently, you know, he's been talking or dating or seeing this trans woman on the low and this woman released some audio of Benzino saying, you know, like, he's not ready to really let the world know that, you know, where he's at with his sexuality. And, you know, that's up to Benzino. Well, I don't really got nothing to say about none of this. I just want this trans woman to apologize to the rest of us for, one, releasing Benzino's private business out there. And for, two, making us, putting us in a position to defend Benzino. Like, yeah, first of all, you got me out here defending Benzino, like, the first nigga to ruin Source magazine. Like, this is unacceptable. No one likes Benzino. No one is trying to defend Benzino. But when you put someone on blast for their sexual preference out of nowhere like that, it just makes you look like a loon. Because, you know, for the last two, three years, there's been an effort to, you know, try to open up the space, make it more welcoming to people in the LGBTQ community. But, you know, here we have a person, you know, a trans woman putting a, a, I don't know, another person on blast for dealing with them. Like, you know, all this just looks like it's like, yo, you know, Benzino's a weirdo for fucking with me. It's like, I don't understand, like, how you went and doing this. I don't know. Like, I don't know if y'all got to police yourselves or what, but, like, it just feels like, you know, like, as the cops would say, just a bad apple got y'all looking crazy. So last week, a mass shooter or uh, a masked shooter shot 10 people on the N train in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, it was a real tragic thing. Luckily, I don't think anyone has died. God bless. But it was real, it was real rough. Like, I was supposed to come into the studio that day to record for my podcast. And my producer was like, yo, Reg, are you coming? And right when I was about to be like, yeah, they, you know, after they, the shooting hit the news. I found out about all this. And they released a description of the shooter. They said he was a black man between 5'5 five, five and 5'7. Five, I was like, fuck me. And he was still on the loose. And my producer was like, are you coming in? I just sent my producer the link to the news clip. I was like, bro, this nigga's still outside shooting niggas. And they say he looked like me. And my producer was like, understood. And now when they found him, it turns out to be like a humongous old black dude. I was like, this guy looked nothing like me. Like, I could have been outside. They just think that we all look alike. That man is 62. He looked like me if I give up on life and shave my beard. I ain't gonna lie. He looked like me if things go bad. It look, if comedy don't work out, I could look like that guy. I don't think I would do what he did, though. Because that's just... I'm not schizophrenic, but... Yeah, man. Damn. Mass shooting in Brooklyn. I don't know. It feels like that's one of the worst... New, that's like a New Yorker's worst nightmare. Being locked on a train and someone starts shooting. That's a rough one. Sandy Hook got us, though. You know, like, that's the big joker of mass shootings. But, like, right after, I think we got it. Right after, like I think we're the little joker of mass shootings, because you can't you can't top Sandy Hook, and don't don't anyone try to top Sandy Hook. Let Sandy Hook stay the big joker, 
Well, well, you know what? Dylan Roof, Dylan Roof in South Carolina. All right, so maybe we're like the two of diamonds of mass shootings, right? And it, well, then there was that other one. Yeah, you know what? Mass shootings are just too prominent. That's that's the conclusion we, we're going to come to here. Like everyone got to chill. Maybe some gun reform, but I don't see how you get guns out of America's hands. Because I thought gun gun control was like a black or white thing. No, they got plenty of niggas that love guns and who who refuse to let go of their guns. But like in New York, you know, we have really strict gun laws. They find you with a gun, you get three years automatic, and if you break in the law with it, they give you an extra year for every bullet in the gun. Like, and we still have and we still have gun issues. I don't know what the answer is, but damn, like you got to be able to get on the train and get to work without being nervous, man. Crystal was nervous. Crystal was shook for three days. This this shooting on the train is also a testimony to manifestation. Because so many times we wake up in the morning to go to work and we're like, oh my fucking God, just kill me now. And then boom, on the train. Watch what you wish for. Be grateful. You know, you be on your way to work, you hate your job. You're like, damn, I just wish one day someone would just hijack the train. Then on that day, you like, whoa. I go I go to Chipotle. I work it. I work. That's a little dark. <laughs> and in and in they hate to see a black man happy news. People on Twitter made a rumor that ASAP Rocky cheated on Rihanna. It was wild. I ain't gonna lie. I was out there making memes. I was I was I, I was too I was doing way too much. You know, I'm happy to know as soon as possible did not lose his mind. As soon as possible is not dropping the bag. But like I mean the bag is kind of secure Once you have a baby with Rihanna Like you need paperwork Like it's just You feel me Like it's up You feel me But That's also real sleazy Isn't Rihanna like Eight months pregnant Like why would you even want to put That type of stress on someone's Conscience That's disgusting work Yeah man Blame the gays Anyway So Katanji Brown Jackson Was She was affirmed as the newest Supreme Court judge to the, the highest court in the land You know Congratulations to her There's a lot of hype about it You know Get this nonsense This shit look wild This shit look wild This for black people Who's this for None of us ask for this this is insane. This this is no good. We supposed to get behind this? Yeah, black people, we gotta stop doing Negro spirituals every time a black person get a first a job for the first time ever. Like on some G shit. The fact that we still be having to get jobs for the first time ever is whack. And the fact that y'all be getting together with like and doing like choir services behind it is nuts. Like, let's just get the new job and then look at them like y'all played y'all and making me wait this long to even get it. Jennifer Lewis singing for katanji brown jackson was insane that like there's no need for that <laughs> and you could tell that nobody wanted to be a part of it it looked like she grabbed the most the 12 niggas who owe her the most money to come be a part of this choir because no black person in 2022 wants to do this nonsense like we're happy for katanji brown jackson we're going to celebrate that that's a whole thing but we don't need to sing and like do a whole thing anymore every time a black person gets a job that a black person's never had in, before because that shit sounds nuts to us like the pursuit of happiness people always want to hype up how the pursuit of happiness should have won an academy award fuck the pursuit of happiness bro it's a two and a half move two and a half hour movie about a nigga getting a job that's all that that movie's about it's about a nigga getting employed that shit is wild like that nigga went through hell and high water to get a job 
That is a terrible movie. <laughs> that nigga had to learn how to solve a Rubik's cube just to get a nine to five. Like that pursuit of happiness is actually quite a slap in the face. This podcast is brought to you by NSTARS. For the latest news in Hollywood, follow NSTARS.com. E-N-S-T-A-R-Z.com. All right. Hey, welcome back. And today we have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine. Her name is Tracy Carnazzo. She just performed on the most recent Productively Stone. She's a she's a dope stand-up comedian. She's a host of several dope podcasts, particularly uh, the Team Mom podcast, Trash Talk podcast, and what other co- podcasts? 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, Catfish Trash Talk, any kind of trash talk. Any, any type of medium where she gets to talk shit about the content yes she's down with it absolutely and me and you have been homies been good friends for i want to say probably about six seven years yeah welcome to the show oh my god okay so as you're introducing the show i'm like p.s the pod i'm like oh my god productively stone the podcast yeah the whole time i was on the way here i'm like i don't know what this means play on words look at this yeah i'm so excited yeah the whole the whole <laughs> So the whole theme of the podcast, I only have comedians who have performed on Productively Stone as guests. We, you know, usually talk about we usually talk about their story, you know, how they got into comedy. Uh, we might joke about like modern day things happening in the news. Okay, and then we joke for like we keep it brief. But you are a good friend of mine, someone yeah. I've known for a very long time. And before you were the first person I ever contacted when I talked about wanting to do a podcast, which was probably about two years ago. Which yeah, I probably called you two years ago now, and I was like, I want to do a podcast, and you and like. You've always been super available and very helpful oh, to, thank you. you know, always look out and guide me in this podcast game. You mean so, I have nothing going on in my life? Is that's that not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying, that, like, for a person who was as busy as you are, you have always made yourself very available. I could for me. always have time for you. That that you know, yeah. I appreciate that. Of course. And now you're here. I know. I'm so excited. Productively stoned. So I performed on Productively Stone like back back in the day. You probably performed back like in the first days when like we were like in Brooklyn. Yeah, like when, <laughs> Brooklyn days or like when we were at Karma Lounge. Yes. Where it, was, where it was like cigarettes. Every time you perform at Karma, you just have to know if you're going to take a shower, it's not going to work. Like you're no. going to have to take another immediate shower. Yeah, you're going to smell like a cigarette butt. Yes. Even your underwear <laughs> smells like cigarettes when you leave there. When's the last time you've been there? I haven't been there in so uh, I haven't been there in a while since before the pandemic. They survived the pandemic somehow. I know. It's the cigarette smoking. Everyone loves to smoke a good cigarette in Indoors. a basement. It's, just, it's actually quite terrible. It's gross. Those were our early days in comedy. And yeah. that, where, where, What club did we first meet at? Was it New York Comedy Club? You know, Ranch, I don't know. Probably New York Comedy Club. New York Comedy Club, but we also used to hang out at Fat Baby a lot. Fat Baby was where we... That's a lot of used to take your naps. Yeah. <laughs> so very early on, uh, when I was partying too hard, like, like I'd probably get drunk with all the comics and just probably should just go home, but I would just fall asleep right. wherever we were partying at. And Fat Baby was a dope comedy show every Wednesday in the Lower East Side. We all partied there very hard. Yeah. Lots of... Uh, first, it was just like a good place to just drink and have jokes. And then right. it just eventually became like a wild zoo for comedians to yeah. just lose their mind. Yeah. I would drink uh, three to four waters. <laughs> and I would get so hydrated that I didn't know what to do with myself. I would stay out till five, six, seven in the morning. Yeah, that's and that's very interesting about you. For your straight edge, you don't need to <laughs> smoke fun. or drink. Nothing. How do you even stay awake to party to hang? Uh, I think. Uh, Where do you get the energy? If it's exciting, then I could stay awake. You know, you. I like how you said I really used to party hard there, but really what you meant was you'd have a few drinks and then go to sleep. Yeah. That's part. That's you partying hard. By about 1 a.m., you were out cold. I have so many pictures of you sleeping on the Everyone couch. Does. Yeah. <laughs> I like that that was your, your hard party. Well, because like when I, like around 1, that's when the cocaine would come out. I'd be like, well, guess, right. guess that's it for me. Right. 
Yeah, and I'd be like, well, I guess everyone's going to be awake for me now. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's when you that's when you would get to shine. Yeah. I really I enjoyed Fat Baby. I think that um a lot of my uh my greatest bits were developed in that basement. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. You don't got to do the bit, but like which bit? Uh just like a lot of bits like just shitting on other comics. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, you do enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, right right there with them in front of me. Just me, okay. Yeah, that's what I really like doing. How did you realize that? Uh, well, I mean, like, I don't want to say roasting, but like, shit talking has always yeah. been something that you've been good at. I like it. Is that like part of your background? Like, what is that? I guess so. I don't know. I I think that like Were your you know, parents like no, not at all. Like, no, they, they didn't even curse like that. No, not at all. Um, I guess like you know, I grew up with an older brother. Okay. And we, you know, uh, we used were to close. roast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were close in age. We used to roast each other all the time. Uh, just my friends. I don't know. I love making fun of people. Right. I love them. The more uncomfortable I make you, like, the happier I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. But it, you know why I also appreciate you? Because, like, I have, like, for all the white friends I have, you're the one of the, you're one of the few ones who, like, not even that it's about being white. Like, you're just so funny to me in a natural way. Like, oh, thank you, Reg. Like, when we just naturally hang and talk, like, you make me laugh. And, like, your passive-aggressive roast on certain, like... Yes. The way you roast is, like, passive-aggressive. Very passive-aggressive. Like, hey, you piece of shit. And it's like... Right. <laughs> yeah, I like... The the thing that I really enjoyed about Fat Baby is... So I was sober. Everyone else was not. And I used to heckle all the comics. And that was, like, something that... And I don't even know if anyone really noticed it so much. Or they probably just didn't take it to heart. Right. No, no. It was all in good fun. Right. It was definitely Which in good fun. Which is what we do as comics. I mean, I remember one night Eagle Wit was on stage and I just, I wouldn't stop. And I had to, I apologize. I was like, I'm really sorry. I was like, you just kind of like opened yourself up for that. <laughs> it was that bad of a set. <laughs> no, it was, it wasn't even bad. I just, I love shitting on people. <laughs> it was a good set. He's a funny guy. Who are the top three celebrities you shit on? Celebrities? Uh, I don't know about celebrities. I, I really don't like to shit on celebrities because I feel like I am a celebrity. So gotcha. I feel like, so you, know, you know, like I remember. Like, let, me, let me not shit on my peers. Exactly. The like comics. a lot of people, a lot of people are talking about Alec Baldwin right now. And it's like, that's inappropriate, guys. Like that's, that's my beau. First of all, he killed a person. Question mark. No, not question mark. Question mark. He said that his hand wasn't on the gun. All right. First of all, he definitely <laughs> held the gun. <laughs> That's wild. Do you understand how, like, Alec Baldwin is getting a moonwalk away from this murder, and it's insane to me. He's like, I didn't even have a gun. Like, it's a Western film, sir. Well, he, he has a new podcast, right? And his... He started a podcast? He started a podcast, and the... What's the name of it? I don't remember, but the commercial for it, or, like, and he was, like, getting into it. He's like, hey, guys, listen to my new podcast where I spill about all different things. And it's like, oh, we, we thought you were going to say the murder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna talk about everything except for what except happened. Except for you know. Except for what happened. Is his wife? His wife stole a personality. She did steal. Um, a, steal a personality. She How sure steal did. A personality? Uh, so she is from Boston. Just uh, Fred Flag. Um, but she tells people that like she barely speaks English, and that she's Hispanic. Uh huh. She calls herself Ilaria. Yeah. Her name's Hilaria. I mean, it's just it's like her Hillary. name is Hilaria. It, yeah, it's like Hillary. Hillary. Her name's Hillary. And she's like, my name is Ilaria. Um, she pretends that like she forgets words sometimes in English, but like she grew up with English as her first language. <laughs> See, but, okay, but I appreciate that because I feel like I would do something like that. Wait, Tom, I've never heard <laughs> people steal. Per you know what? People do steal personality. Yeah, of course they do. You know where I noticed that for the first time when I like on the road, I would go to like little towns that had like 
but they were famous for like having a big college football sure. team, or like it would be the town over, and you would see like normal guys dressing like they're like a coach for the team. Like he has like the, the shirt. Oh, and, like, I think all, most guys do that. Pants, and he's walking around like the, the strip mall. And you're like is a windbreaker. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like he's he looks like he's looking for a discount or whatever he's right. buying because you know, you know I'm with the team. You know, right? Yeah, I think that most men in New York City do that though as well. They think that they're on the team. Like when they go to watch sports, there's always jerseys involved. And they're like, yeah, we won. I'm like, you do not play sports. Uh, well, yeah, that's fandom. You were at the bar. That's fandom. Yeah, but we did not win. There's no we. Yeah, you ain't get paid. No. Yeah, I, like we were just talking about that the other day. Like when I when I wear sports memorabilia, I'm just wearing it. Like, right. I'm not, a, I'm not that invested. Do you say we though? No. Do you have a team? Unless the city I live in won, right. I'd say we won. Wow. Okay. That's. But the championship, like if it's right. like, it got to be a big win. What what's your team? For New York? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what's your team just in general? Nets. The Nets. Giants. Right. Uh Mets. Okay. Yeah. Mets. I'm from I Brooklyn. Understand. I'm from Queens, so I understand the Mets. Yeah. And then the Nets. Yeah, but the Nets rhyme with Mets. I get it. He said the Nets <laughs> my my producer's from Jersey, so he he had he feels the way that his team is now living in Brooklyn. No, I'm just You're a Knicks fan. But look, listen, I understand that that's loyalty and everything, but what has that gotten you? Sorry guys, I just fell asleep. I'm sorry. I'm anyway, <laughs> this is about Tracy. This is about me. I'm really sorry. I don't, uh, you know, listen, have I been to a Mets game? Yeah. Was I seven? Probably. Did I block it? it out? Yeah. You see, and now it's coming back up. You know what I mean? Like, was Let's I- Let's unpack your I Mets think, game. I think that I was at Shea Stadium probably the last time, or the best time I was at Shea Stadium. You were getting finger banged? Uh, Reg, I was at a Billy Joel concert and I was like four, so relax. <laughs> <laughs> Billy yeah, Joel. yeah, Billy Joel. I don't remember if it was Yankee Stadium or Shea Stadium. I think it was Shea Stadium. I think I was yeah. very young. Did you ever go see Billy Joel? No, but I know he's the guy. He's like, the guy. Does does he have like the record for like Madison Square Garden um, performances? He does the Madison Square Garden. Um, I used to live right by him. Uh, what I used, you used to, to live by him. I used to live right by him. I used to live in Sag Harbor. He lived in Sag Harbor. You lived all the way out there. I did. I lived in the Hamptons for a little while. I worked out there. This was pre-comedy, Tracy. Is this uh, construction, Tracy? No, no. This is pr- uh, in the. This is Tracy had a lot of careers. I, and a I lot have of a lot of jobs. Before I've met her. This is pre-construction, um, pre-comedy, Tracy. Post media. Okay, yeah, like Tracy. Like when I met Tracy, <laughs> it was very clear that Tracy could get any good job she's trying to really. Yeah, get you her. just have to act as if. You can't. You got a yes and your way into it. You yes and you create a resume. People are like, I need to do my resume. I'm like, you need to create your resume. My girl. You need to. <laughs> what do you want me to be? Do you want me to be your boss? Where did we work together? <laughs> what did? <laughs> what were our responsibilities? You're I such like a mobster. <laughs> yeah, a little, I mean, you know, I don't want to say mobster because you know, I don't want to get you're not, whacked, but like but it's hilarious. Yeah. You're like no, you got to create your resume. You create your resume. You yeah, that's what you do. But so I used to live in Sag Harbor, and I used to see him sometimes in Seven Eleven because I used to have to go by the Wall Street Journal in the morning on Mondays, and uh, I used to see William. At uh, 7-Eleven, that's what I call him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we didn't talk. But in my head, I'd be like, yeah, I was with William this morning. And he's just like a normal... Yeah, I mean, he was just buying, you know, whatever in the... For you, those of you who don't know Sag Harbor, Sag Harbor is like, um, like damn near the Hamptons. I told... Well, it's in the Hamptons. I told you... Didn't you perform The Hamptons there? is like an uh, area? I thought the Hamptons was like a neighborhood. No, the Hamptons is an area. The Hamptons includes West Hampton, Sag Harbor, Watermill, East Hampton, Montauk, Amagansett. Okay. Uh, Bridgehampton. Okay. Yeah. I, so yeah, I, I performed at that Bay Street Theater. So I lived about one block from there. Wow. 
That was the 7-Eleven. If you saw the 7-Eleven right there, yeah. that was the 7-Eleven that me and William used to hang out at. You and Billy Joel. Yeah. Don't call him Billy. His name is William. Okay. Yeah. William Joel. William. Yeah. What's his most famous song? What isn't his most favorite song? Uh, Piano Man, probably. Or New York State of Mind? No. That's not his song, right? No. That's not his Whose song is that? Is Yeah, New York City, but not the, the one that you think you know. <laughs> no, I don't think it's the <laughs> Empire. I don't think it's Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Reg. I gotta bring you back to earth. Sometimes. No, I knew exactly what okay. song it was. Yeah, Tracy. I mean, you know, um, Piano Man. We didn't start the fire. That was big in the '90s. Okay. Come on, you don't know Billy. Listen, we gotta circle back around. I'm so like, sorry. We're, we're being I know friends this. and just being chatty. I know. I know. We're Which back. I love about we're you. back. I know. Productively Stoned is a wonderful when did you show. First, start doing stand-up comedy. How'd you land here? Uh, so I used to do theater. I started musical theater when I was younger. I've always been a performer. And then I started theater. I was doing some like off-off-Broadway stuff. And I realized that I, well, not that I realized. I was told very, very directly that I was very hard to direct. Because I had my own ideas about every show that I was in. Okay. And I used to be like, I understand that you'd like me to do it like that. But I feel like if we did it like this, it would just really open up the show. And you would just like ballsy say this? To yeah. And the director would be like, I don't want to work with you. Like all the time, and I'm like, I don't know why you can't take my ideas into consideration constantly. Uh, and then, <laughs> I'm only six months into it, right? But I'm not sure why I'm not directing and you know starring in this in this show. Okay. So, so it was very, it was a lot of that, um, and then it was a lot of a lot of roasting stuff. Like while we were in theater, it's like I need to make fun of everyone all the time. I was working in media at my day job, and I would just like you couldn't help yourself. I couldn't. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. I would just like destroy everyone in my office constantly. And a lot of people liked it. And then some, like my bosses did not. <laughs> <laughs> they were mostly the ones that were like, I don't want you to work here anymore with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool. So I decided, um, I started telling people when, when I would, you know, when you're in a playbill, you have to write your own bio. Okay. So I would start uh, writing my own bios being like, you know, Tracy Carnazzo has been on Letterman four times. And I would just like start making things up that re like really weren't true. But remember, this is like before. You know, but remember, you got to create your resume. You have to. I was creating my own resume. Um, this was before Google was like so popular. So if I told you something like you have to believe me or not, like you can't really prove it either way. <laughs> So a lot of people would come up to me and be like, you were on Letterman four times? I'm like, yeah. They're like, we didn't even know you did stand-up. I'm like, oh, okay, because I've been on Letterman four times. So I don't know what to tell you. And they just, no one, no one thought to be so like, let's I'm, go listen, look for Tracy's set. Where? Exactly. Where? This is a long time ago. Wait, okay. This is 2010, 2009. You know what I mean? Like, there, we don't under, you, you don't remember like how technology has really changed so much. Now we just Google everything on our phones. This was like, you know, yeah, we had we had Ask Jeeves at this time probably. Nah, man, 2010, <laughs> it was still going down. There was no internet. Basically, like, in yo, people are dumb. Just always remember people are dumb. People are dumb, but also I would tell so many... And no one fact checks. No one double checks. So many... I don't want to say lies. I would tell so many stories that I don't know if people knew like what to do. I've been doing this since I'm a kid, though. Like When I was 15... <laughs> when I was like, I've been lying forever. Yeah, I, I really have been, though. Like I'll, I'll never like lie to you, but I will make up stories to strangers constantly. Like When I was younger, I used to go to bars when I was like 15. That was like my thing. 
And it wasn't because I was a bad kid. It's because I really believed that I was a 25-year-old woman. <laughs> like, that's that was my identity. So I would meet guys in bars, and I would be like, yeah, I'm 25, or I'm 22, or whatever I felt that day. Right. And, you know, they would find out later on that I was not. Sometimes. But You're terrifying. It's not. <laughs> You're terrifying. Because imagine being grown, but, like, you know, dudes are just dumb. Dudes will be like... Yeah, she's 25. Yeah. I feel like I would right. see you at 15 and be like, she is not 25. Right. I mean, I remember a boyfriend that I had. Uh, what a great guy. Sanitation worker. Uh, I was probably like 16. I think I might have told him I was 20 when I met him. We were dating for a very long time. How and old he, was he? He was in his 20s. Uh, <laughs> he was he was retiring. And he came to my he, birthday. You mean 20s as far as like, that's how long he'd been working the job? <laughs> he was, no, he was in his 20s. And he came to my birthday party. And it was just in my house with pizza, my parents, you know, just a cake. It wasn't that serious. A few friends over. It might have been like my, it might have been my 18th birthday. And the cake came out. And he was like, I'm sorry, what? You're how old? I was like, well, I'm 18 now. That's terrifying. Right. And it's like, but who? And I used to think like. Well, who, what would you be? What was you about to finish that? Why did you believe me? <laughs> Why did you believe me? I'm a 15-year-old girl in a bar. You think I'm 25 years old? Who's You're the idiot? in a bar. Who's the idiot? I know, but that was like before they were scanning IDs. I was using Tracy, like, that's kind of wild that you say it. Like, I was using Why like, would you believe me? <laughs> <laughs> I was on Letterman four times and you've never heard of me ever. Why would you believe you me? You didn't even know I did stand-up, but I was on Letterman four times. Come on, Reg. <laughs> Listen, this is when Letterman was on. <laughs> Why would he believe you? Why would he? Why? Why would you? Why wouldn't you ask around? It's not like we didn't have mutual friends. I didn't. It wasn't a stranger in a bar. It was like friends of friends. I went to high school. Like <laughs> he knew that you were going to high school. I would assume you would think that. I mean, we were together for quite a while. What did he think you were doing during the daytime? I don't. I don't know. I guess he was just at work. <laughs> this is not. He was just you know doing union things. He's he might be playing dumb, but like you're also like no, I don't think he was shit. playing dumb. So he think he's just dumb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, Reg. But you're at the same time. These are Italian also, guys with highlights. You know you're what I mean? Also with the shits though. Yeah. Okay. And it's not because I felt like I was a out of control teen or anything like that. It was you because were like I'm supposed to be fucking a 27 year old. Exactly. I was like I am a grown up, and I am in a grown up place to meet grown ups. You know, I used to take so my my best. Right, but that, that was your mindset. I'm, I'm I have I'm, I appreciate you having the clarity to even remember your mindset. Oh no, I remember. I've I've been like this my whole life. So my my best friend is my co-host Noel Winters Herzog, right? right? So she is three I'm years not. older than me. You did meet her, three years older than me. She had a car before me because you know she's three years older than me. She's seventeen. I'm fourteen. I don't have my permit. I don't have anything. But she's like, while I'm at work, I can't find a parking spot. Why don't you take my car every single weekend? And you drive my car. So I would be freshman in high school, and I'd be like, who's going to clubs this weekend? And everyone you know, in my high school was like, I'm not allowed because I'm 14. And I'm like, I'll pick you up. Well, and they're like, why are you driving a car? Oh, just, you know, like a fake ID. This was before the scanning, Reg. I used to use, like, my cousin's library I'm card. not even surprised about none of these stories. My main thing is just like. You grew up in New York. Come on. But then I guess also you weren't looking to get an older man in trouble because you were... No, I was a grown-up. Right. I wasn't trying to bait anyone. I was a grown-up. I wanted to, you know, build a life together. I wanted him to retire with a pension, and I wanted to be happy. Yeah, I remember girls like you. <laughs> I, remember being, I remember being 15, 
talking to a chick and she like, I'm trying to fucking get a house in three years. Right. She's like, bitch, we're in. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, bitch, like, you mean at junior year, you want to get a grip? Yeah. I remember, like, we used to hang out at some, uh, some like, Irish pub sometimes and with a friend of mine and he would always like say to the guys that would hit on me like if you don't have a union card she's not interested in you hilarious yeah None, I've never heard any of these stories on stage yeah well I mean you know you can't really I don't really <laughs> want to get arrested <laughs> she's like yeah I want to hear about an, a story about entrapment <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's I, you know I kind of I like to keep that part of my life in the past what well, well, um, now I'm still lying and telling people I'm 25, by the that's way. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. So as a, with your podcast, yeah, it's allowed you to grow your audience and like, you know, have a, a like a mass of, uh, a particular following. Like, you yeah, have, you have a lot of people who follow you, who love you, oh. who support, buy your stuff, yeah, come to your shows. How vital is that? How vital is that to you? One, especially like being a woman in the, uh, which in comedy, which is very competitive, and on top of that, dealing with the New York comedy scene, which could be whatever. Sure. Like how how uh, how how necessary was that for you to, to find a way to build your audience? Because even because like you know, New York comedy scene could just be very like. Yeah, it I can mean, keep you stagnant because you because you know, one thing I always appreciate about you, you 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 recognize oh these people want their asses kicked, absolutely. Not. Yeah, it's I think that um, it's really important in comedy right now to kind of like have an angle you know a lot of people are just like all right I'm gonna go to the club I'm gonna do my spot and then I'm gonna go home and you know eventually I'm just gonna get discovered and it's like probably not right. you could be really funny probably not you know you're a 15 minute set who do you think is gonna be in the audience and it's like you have to work harder than everyone else and you have to have some kind of angle it's like why do you want like listen I'm funny and you're funny right you know, there's a ton. We know so many very funny people. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. So people. what are you doing to stand out? Yeah. You know, it's like people don't have any kind of following, have no fan base, don't build up their social media. And it's like, okay, so you're going to try to get a club to book you, and why do they want to book you? That's another, yeah, that's why, that's another yeah. thing me, that's always been strong in our friendship. We we agree on that. Like, we agree on hard work and understanding, like, you got to build it up. And there's one thing to be... Cause me and you have have definitely spent time with a lot of talented comedians who just think, who just like they're talented, but they also had an entitled mindset where they just yeah, think they it just was, go go on stage and it's like, well, I'm doing comedy five nights a week and it's like, okay, so am are, I. Yeah, a lot of people are, and yeah, me and you have always understood that like is you gotta is more than that. It's so much more than that. I think I think more so you understood it a little bit better than me. But over the years, I like I started to get it. Like, oh yeah, you just, it can't just be. Oh, I killed on stage. Right. I killed on, like everyone's a, killing on stage. A lo listen, like and I said, even and a lot of people are not killing on stage. Is still making money. So they're like, still making money because maybe they have an angle. Angle, too. yeah. And it's like you know, people are booking TikTok stars right now, and you know, a lot of comics are getting angry and saying like, well, you know, clubs shouldn't be booking them. And it's but like, that's the same nonsense when the Instagram comics were coming around. At the end of the day, who's selling tickets? Because this is a business. Yeah, like these. So where do you fit into the business? Yeah, like yeah, and these same characters, these same personalities are the ones who uh, you catch them sucking up to the club owners as if like these friendships mean anything. I'm like, yo, these guys are bar owners, bro. Like the the drinks yeah. getting sold is what matters right now. Right. So it's like, what are you doing to be different? You could be friends with a booker all you want. If you don't sell tickets, and especially if you're not killing, right? The hell are you talking about? Right. So that's, you know, the whole thing. It's like you have to have an angle. And I, I realized, wow, 
you know, this teen mom thing, you know, I just started, I didn't know I was going to start a podcast. You know, I started podcasting here and there with like comics that were like, hey, co-host my podcast with me. And I'm like, okay, that's fun. And then as I started, you know, Noelle and I always watch Teen Mom because we're garbage people. And we would talk about it. You know, I would bring her on the road with me. And we would just talk for like 17 hours from like, you know, New York to Tennessee about Teen Mom. And I'm like, this is a podcast. Yeah. And she's like, you guys I'm... could just do it endlessly. Right. And she's like, well, I don't go on stage. I, you know, I don't want to hear my own voice. And I'm like, no, you're funny. Like, you have those friends that aren't comics and you're like, they're funny. You're funny. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of comic friends, but like, you are funny. Noelle is so quick and we've been friends since I'm like 13. Yeah, comedy is so much more than just being funny. Like, because like, there's so many funny people who just don't know, who don't have it in them to at least force themselves to go perform. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, like, your theater background, I'm sure, is like, Definitely helps with being able to get on stage. Yeah, I mean, I I've been on stage my whole life. It also makes it like so much of your performance makes so much more sense to me. Like, <laughs> your voice always projects. Like so many, like you know, so many people have a problem like presenting themselves. Well, I, I started when I, when I used to first when I first did stand up. I had a few singing bits because you know I come from musical theater. I didn't catch these bits. And, oh, you definitely did. I gotta hear one. You definitely did, and uh, people would be like why is this bitch singing? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that that was part of being on stage. Like, I've never been on stage where I didn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you like, I thought this was the thing. Right. It's called showmanship. Right. And I'm oh. like, thank you for, my set was great. Thank you so much. Now, uh, this is my rendition of, uh, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't just go into song. It was in my bits. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a whole performance. Right. You know, do I tap dance? Were... Yeah, I tap dance. No, you it's do not. not oh, I, dance. I tap dance. It's not a big deal, but you know. You've never tap danced. Oh, okay, dance. cool. For no, I, 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 I don't do it in my act, but I can, ta like, I've taken tap dance as an adult. You're trained? I am a classically trained tap dance. No, I, but I, I've taken lessons oh. as an adult. Like, I have tap dance shoes that fit my adult you feet right tap, now. Tap, 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 tap. Right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for that. What did uh, what would you say the differences are when you perform in front of an audience of your fans compared to an audience of just like you know like a regular comedy club's audience? It depends. I always like to watch the host at least if I'm going up first, or you know a few of the comics because I like to see like what kind of audience it is. Um, you know, my audience. Come on, if you perform in front of your own audience. You could crowd surf. You could do whatever you want. They're going to laugh hysterically. They're just happy to see you. Yeah. So, um, but you know, my... It sounds like that. You're like, I am wild famous. Right. But that's how you... That, that's a, you know, a stacked room, basically. Yeah. That's a, that's a loaded room. Yeah. You're always going to do well in a loaded room. Yeah. But uh, I like to watch the crowd. I like to see what they, what they squirm with. And I do like watching the crowd squirm. You do enjoy that. I really do. The more uncomfortable I make you, I'm the kind of girl, like, you know when you're in the grocery store and you see someone you went to high school with and you hide? Yeah. I want to approach you. <laughs> like, what are you doing about? I'm like, hello. Remember <laughs> me? I haven't spoken to you in 17 years. How are you? Because I love making people feel uncomfortable. Not because I want to talk to them. Just because I know at the end of the day that's going to make them more uncomfortable than me. Now, you had a moment like that at the last Productively Stone show. With Did a, I? With the audience, with that... There was a couple that you were talking to. What, what happened with them? You remember? I did. There was there were there were a few couples there. Um, are you talking about the guy that was eating uh, French fries? It was either 
it might have been that couple, or it was a couple where, like you asked the girl about how long they've been together. Or something you asked. Oh, okay. Yes, you're absolutely right. I remember them. They were sitting to the right of the stage, uh, and we were talking. I have a, a bit about the moment that I knew that I fell in love with someone. Yeah. So I asked him, you know, what was the moment that you guys fell in love? And he gave like a she she kind of answered for him, and I was like, oh, the, I don't know this. This doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't seem like, feel like the one. Yeah, I was like, and then he was like, you know, I told her that I really appreciate her or something, and I was like, oh, you don't, you didn't say you loved her. Like, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but like, that's not saying that you love someone. And uh, yeah, I think that they realized, you know, they probably went home and broke up. I think they were together <laughs> for like three years. And you were like, that's not. Because like he wasn't saying like, oh, and this is when I fell in love with her. He's like, I just said like, you know, I have a lot of love for her. Something like, it was He's like. He's like, I got a lot of love for you. <laughs> right. It was like something like that, like where he was dancing around it, but he was never actually saying it. And I, you know, I try to encourage her to leave him, but. Uh, <laughs> I hear that the, the room went off on that one from Yeah, heart. that was, that was good because, you know, women don't know what they appreciate, you know, what, what they deserve sometimes. What was her face when he was trying to. She was trying to answer for him. This is what women do. When you ask a guy a question, they want to make sure that this guy isn't going to make them look stupid. Too late. And it's like, so so a lot of women are like, no, we fell in love this time, and this is what our relationship is. Ask a guy and a girl, right, a couple, be like, how long have you been together? And the guy just looks at the girl because he doesn't know what the right answer is. No, I asked, the, I, a lot of guys get the answer right. A lot maybe of them drop the ball, too. A lot of them drop the ball. Maybe they've been trained because women... Oh, yeah. There's always that one guy who's going to be like... <laughs> because he doesn't know. What does that mean? Is it the first time we slept together? Because we've been together for seven years then. Is it the first time <laughs> is it the first time we went on a date that we've been together for two years? You know, like it's my favorite is when I ask a guy, how long you been with her? And he looks at her real quick, like, which chick is this? Right. Like, this is the four year one. You had a joke about that. Uh, that used to kill me all the time. I think I saw you do it at Greenwich Village Comedy Club years ago about um, like the guy said something about like how he they weren't together. Yeah, he's like, oh, you know, we talking. And right. like, she's like, yeah, we had three whole we have three whole children. Yes, and that always kills me because that is so real, Reg. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. It's like you know, yeah, we've been sleeping together for seven years, but like I haven't. Yeah, dudes asked at comedy be my, clubs. My girlfriend. The, what I realized is that dudes at the comedy clubs, when you ask those questions and they drop the ball. Or they try to play like they're single. It's like, bro, you really thought you was going to come to this comedy show with this girl and somehow leave with another girl? Right. Like you you leaving with the chick you came here with. Exactly. So just... Just go with it. Pst, no stay, one's looking at you. in your lane. No one's like, oh, that was the funniest guy in the crowd at the comedy show. I'm going to leave with him. Yeah. Like, bro, what do you... Like, I don't understand what men are thinking. This is what they always do, though. Reg, do you understand this is men? We, You don't see it as much because you're too in it. You're too... <laughs> <laughs> you are part of the problem. Okay. But I'm looking at the problem from the outside, and it's like, this is what men do. This is what they do. It's like they're always looking for something better, and it's like, you're not going to get anything better. <laughs> <laughs> Be happy. Look at that girl that this you're sitting with. Hold her hand, because she washes your dirty underwear. And you should be... And I'm never going to do that for you. Right. So that's that. Just be grateful for what you have. Be are. grateful for what you have. Stop thinking you can't do better. Just remember that every man... That's the internet. The, that's the that's the Instagram algorithm. Nobody was supposed to know that this many hot people exist. Exactly. But because also, people are like, oh, I may be. It's like, yo, you cannot. You can't get that one. I'm not saying that there are not a lot of hot people. But have you ever seen someone on Instagram that looks very, very, very good and then you met them in real life? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, just it is a wild just remember down. that because, you know, if you guys are watching me here on this video, this is unfiltered. Go look at my Instagram. Way hotter. Right. Way hotter.
<laughs> Way up there. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. You're not going to do better. Man, I, have I not been telling you this your whole life? Yeah, but I've, I've I'm like, just appreciate what you have. You can't do better. And I don't mean that as Reg. I mean that as men. With that being said, I've <laughs> continuously done better, though. You never know. You know, I'm just saying as a people. <laughs> as a men as, just need just to Just men in general. Just it's like just, chill. if you can just slow down, appreciate what you have. And it, life would be so much right, better. Right, because what happens is men, and again, not Reg, just men. Not nah, just men. I'm a man. Men, I I'm guilty of it. They treat women a certain way, and then a woman reacts in a very appropriate way. And uh-huh. then they're like, oh, this girl's crazy. <laughs> that's gaslighting. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's what it's all about. And then, you know, the girl's like, oh, my God, I think I'm crazy. And this is a cycle. Because, you know, Reg, am I crazy? Probably not. I don't think you are. No. But, you know. No, you're not. Thank you. But if you ask a lot of men, they might have something else to yeah, say Yeah, but Tracy, as, but also as your friend, <laughs> you major in trash dudes. Yes, I do. Okay, so like, I have like actually... You I, have a PhD in picking them out. I do. I uh, I graduated recently. <laughs> and I am out of the trash dude... Uh, market? Yeah, I'm off that market. I, I didn't know. I honestly... Very, not, not Trey. I didn't know. Reg, like, as, as much smart as, as you are. As smart as I am, I did not know. And a lot of people cannot believe that, but I can tell you very wholeheartedly, I thought I was doing okay. Okay. And then I look back now um, after like, you know, just wake up call after wake up call after wake up call. <laughs> and I look back now at, at my past and I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, that was a terrible idea. And now uh, I'm, I'm back, baby. That's why I'm single. Their loss. Oh, 100,000% their loss. I pray for them every night. You got a little toxic in you. A little bit. <laughs> That's what happens though. If you if you're a trash for, you know, I would say a good fifteen years of my life, twenty years of my life I was with trash. You so know. Now you're reborn? I'm reborn. I'm a born again Tracy. Hey. <laughs> I'm all better now, Reg. Alright. Well listen. <laughs> Thank you for being my guest. Thank you for letting me be your guest. This was actually so much more fun. And I knew it was going to be fun. Right. Yeah, I mean, of course it's going to be fun. You got me out down to the Staten Island Ferry. We're on the ferry right now. <laughs> yeah, we're like on the boat. We're literally on the Staten we're Island Ferry. We're on the ferry. seven seas. Yeah. They're, they're redoing this ferry right now to make it a comedy club and a podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. I read uh, it. Let the, please let my people know where to find you. All right. So the people can find me. Uh Trixie Tuzini, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I, TracyCarnazzo.com, upcoming show dates, everything podcast-related, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, Teen Mom Trash Talk, Catfish Trash Talk, I'm on Cameo, I got all this stuff, TracyCarnazzo.com. And that's that, man. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Reg Thomas. This has been great, and uh, take care. P.S. A Podcast is produced by Junius Valentine, sound engineer Adam Mock. And written by Reg Thomas. You've been listening to an N-Stars production.